On today's show, the boys are back. Do you think the Dallas Mavericks are going to make another move? What's happening with KD? What's happening with Donovan Mitchell? Do we care about the LeBron extension? We'll go around the NBA on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. On to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow this show is to comment anything below. Let us know. Do you think the Mavs are still going to make another move? Or have you lost hope? I know if you're listening, you're either in one of those two camps. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The Weekend Warrior, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm back, baby. I'm back. It was so so good seeing all the guests you had on. Mark Followell to Slightly Biased. We were just talking about Slightly Biased, hopping on. Great. bunch of different guests. And uh, I was a little disappointed you didn't do a game-by-game breakdown, win or loss. <laughs> uh, or give me, like, months. Like, hey, Dallas will be, you know this record on the schedule review though i did give you a stretch that will define the maverick season though <laughs> it's, it's five be- game it, stretch it's, we'll- be- <laughs> it's become a new tradition on the body so go listen to the schedule release episode from last thursday i guess yeah yeah last thursday but no I, i'm excited to be back um yeah i went on vacation vacation supposed to be refilling and it was you did not go on a vacation and then my vacation took a slight <laughs> turn real quick and i ended up in the er and uh, it's been a, a journey with that. But so I apologize. I share that in advance because that has zapped all of my energy. So for you guys who don't like my energy in, in the first place, sorry. Sorry about your luck. But <laughs> um, this past week has been a, a long week for me. And uh, it's a little journey right now. So my energy is a little down. But uh, we'll be good. And I'm talking Mavs with Nick. So mm. uh, that brings me a lot of joy. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're talking Mavs. But let's talk about the rest of the NBA because I think that there's a lot of things either happening or still waiting on things that are going to happen that could affect the Dallas Mavericks. Um, the Kevin Durant trade saga continues. If you're if you're one that happens to believe in in some conspiracies, Kevin Durant was part of a like charity baseball softball event and wore the number 77. Isaac, something Ooh. or nothing. <laughs> That could be something. So did he like retire and unretire while I was out? Or like what what happened? It's hard to know what's going it's hard to know what's going on with Kevin Durant at this point. I just I love that I just I saw this Kevin Durant tweet of like, hey guys, I'm not gonna retire. Okay. Like (laughs) and uh I just started laughing about it. But like where are we at on this? Are we just so fatigued by it that we're just done with it? Are we just who cares at this point or it just seems like he's just going to go back to the Nets because at this point, you know, the locked on Nets guys, Adam and and Doug had a really good episode on this maybe like two weeks ago where they just came down, came out and said, look, this is a situation where the like Kevin Durant doesn't have any leverage and neither do the Nets and no one's winning in this whole scenario. Right. Because Kevin Durant's making the Nets trade him 
but the Nets have him under contract for four years. And so it's like, who has leverage in this situation to try and create any kind of advantage? And the Nets don't have leverage against any any other team in the NBA. Like, how are they? Who are they getting to make a bidding war and trying to leverage against each other? It's like no one has leverage in this whole situation, and so it's just kind of stuck at a standstill. Is it still going to happen? Like, I guess I think it's still going to happen, but it, at this point, it just seems like if they can't come up with a trade partner, he's just going to walk back into training camp in Brooklyn and like be part of the Brooklyn Nets because it doesn't look like they're going to trade Kyrie unless they trade Durant. And right well, now, was- there's no Durant like traction. It seems like. Since I've been gone, uh, the whole like, I can breathe for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still moving on. <laughs> um, Kelly yeah. Clarkson's not going to be back on The Voice. I'm kind of bummed by it. Anyway. The um, Voice? Yeah, we're still oh, we're yeah, old and we watch that. <laughs> um, like anyway. back, in t- back in 2006 or something. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, hey guys, real quick, Nick and I did not argue about Game of Thrones we last had a, night. A very good conversation about Game of Thrones today. <laughs> um, anyway, the Durant stuff, the the whole Durant like Nash Sean Mark story dropped while I was out. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, that was the most surprising thing that came out of this whole saga since it all started to me. It was like they leaked that, like they let that get out there on purpose of like, hey, me or them. And I'm like, holy crap, because now you're just going because I think everybody was buying into the uh, there. He's just going to come back like they're just going to like roll this thing back. I just don't man. That's just weird. If you're going to roll this dude back to a like camp to where he, you know, he wants to coach out and like the team knows like, I don't know. Imagine you're Steve Nash trying to make Kevin Durant run suicides after a drill when he wanted you to get fired. And like the, (laughs) the owner thought about it for like more than 10 minutes. I just, it sounds miserable. When it comes back to the Mavericks, like we're waiting on these other trades. The Donovan Mitchell trade is another one where the, I think the Mavs are waiting on these trades to see if there's any fallout from it. Is there anything else that happens if the Nets decide, all right, well, we're not getting any win now players at all. You know, does a Royce O'Neal become available again? Does, does some, does any of their, is uh, Joe Harris, did any of their other pieces become available at that point? If they just decide to, to blow it up and try and rebuild and the Utah Jazz is kind of the same thing. So we're just sitting, it seems like we're just sitting around waiting for these things to happen. And so now we're we're reading all the tea leaves and I'm following all the rumors too. Yeah. Well, I think if you're Dallas, I think if you do, if anybody, ownership, management, coaching, whatever, does any type of interview, your whole goal of this is like, we love our team, right? Like you're just telling everybody, we love our team. We love, you know, how it's set up. We're going to be better defensively. We're bigger. Dinwiddie, big year. We brought in Christian Wood for nothing. Like, these are all your talking points, right? Like Luke is going to be in great shape. Like, he's, all this. He's added a hook shot. <laughs> hey, we can talk about that. I'm excited about that. But <laughs> Eurobasket's coming, baby. I'm ready. Oh, we're so ready for Eurobasket. This is your one stop shop for Eurobasket, right? So I was already looking at my Slovenia uh, stuff over here in my floor of uh, <laughs> my scarf and uh, got to get the jersey out over my shoulder over here and all that. But no, I think if you're Dallas, those are your talking points. And that's where your talking point to the media is and to the fans. No, but you're still knowing the whole time of like, we're going to hop in and get another trade. Like, we're going to hop in and get another piece. And I think it's still the Mitchell one that we're all watching. I think yeah. it's still what's going to happen with that. It's so funny seeing all the reports of like the just the jockeying back and forth with, with the media of like Danny Ainge, Knicks. 
Mitchell. Oh, the Jazz like man, they really like some other offers out there. My, like, I bet they do. And it's like just <laughs> I, trying to do all that. My favorite part about all that is all the Boston like writers and podcasters, and like John Krause is like, you know, this is what Danny Ainge does. You know, we know Danny Ainge, and this is it's like it's like they have all the they have all the experience from him for so long in Boston that they're like bringing their expertise to it. Yeah, well, they don't have anything else to talk about right now, so they just, went to the, they just went to the finals. So that's true. That's true. Is Jason Tatum a superstar or not? You know, that's a whole conversation <laughs> they can have over there. But okay, I actually have a new name. We we've been talking about like, you know, hey, we've talked about Mike Conley, Clarkson, mm-hmm. any of these other backup ball handlers. Is there a world in which the Knicks and Jazz have this Mitchell trade and Derrick Rose gets rerouted? Mm. And it's like, then he comes to Dallas and you're looking at a guy who's basically on an expiring contract. He has a non-guarantee as a team option for the year after that. He's 33. I don't, what would be the cost of, you know, they got to match Mitchell's salary. So you're getting around 30 million at that. And depending on who's in the deal, if it's RJ, if it's Mitchell, do they pull the deal off without including Fournier? If it's not Fournier, then Derek Rose definitely in the deal. Rose doesn't make you know any sense in Utah. Does Dallas hop in as a third team then? And that would confuse everybody. It's like Dallas is a third team. We're like, oh, we're getting one of the Utah guys. And then it's like Derrick Rose. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, whoa. Right. That, that's, so anyway, we just haven't talked about Derrick Rose as a possibility. And he would be a vet backup point guard that I'm like, that would kind of make sense. It would. Would you give up a first rounder for him, though, is the thing? No, no. No, I wouldn't give a first. Is he worth a first? Put Royce, it in the Royce, chat O'Neal, below. Royce O'Neal just went for a first. That's the that's the thing about some of this is like you hate Royce O'Neal. I just saw him get destroyed by the Mavericks in a first round series when he's supposed to be a three and D guy. Like, I, is he worse than that? The Jazz got him for a first round pick is wild to me. And between that and the Gobert trade, ruined every other trade that could be made this offseason. Yeah, I think <laughs> probably the Gobert one is more to blame than. Uh, Royce O'Neal trade. Well, but. It, it messed up all these little side deals that could be made. Like, oh, this this random role player is now worth a first round pick. Okay. Yeah, I still think there are a lot of teams still in the holding pattern of for sure like, the, the Colin Sexton stuff. It's like he they're probably you know waiting to see some of these other teams they're holding out to is like all right. I mean, if there are other teams trying to get Mitchell like legitimately, then that's even more teams involved in this that are like on hold. It's like there's so like half the league's probably just on hold right now with different little deals or whatever. And it's just wild because it it's it's going to feel like I mean, we have training camp in like six weeks. All right. So it's going to feel like this offseason never happened. And in one sense, cool. Right. Like awesome. Like we it never, you know, never stopped. There's never a down period. But in another sense, you're like, dang, like, can we just get this crap over with? Like, I'm so sick and tired of it. That's where I'm. That's where I'm at right now. I'm. I'm ready to just to just get it over with. But uh, coming up, let's talk about a couple more of those names. Let's talk about the Derrick Rose one a little bit more. Let's talk about what the Mavs. What else the Mavs could do? And then let's talk briefly about the LeBron extension that happened while you were gone as well last week. And uh, mm, does that yeah. matter for the Mavs? LeBron two more years of the Lakers. Does that affect the Mavs anyway? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about something that will help you with your budget. I know my wife and I usually on Sundays, last Sunday we had a budget meeting. You sit down and you're like, all right, let's figure out what subscriptions we have. Let's figure out what 
We're spending on on things. And uh, you know, you remember Truebill? We had Truebill for a long time. They changed their name to Rocket Money. And why did they do that? We'll tell you what we heard about Truebill changing their name to Rocket Money. Truebill is now backed by Rocket Companies and has grown from a bill management app into a full-on personal finance empowerment tool that helps over 3.4 million people with budgeting, lowering bills, canceling subscriptions, and even more now, saving their members an average of $700 a year. And with all that growth comes the next evolution in Truebill's story, a new name. So bottom line, Rocket Money is everything I've loved about Truebill, but with a fresh new look and feel and extra features. Start canceling your unused subscriptions and save money at rocketmoney.com. That's like Houston Rockets, rocketmoney.com slash NBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash NBA or download from the App Store or the Google Play. Go check it out, Rocket Money. All right, Isaac Harris. Oh, feels so good to say that and have someone actually be on the other end of it. Um, we've been talking about the Kevin Durant saga, the Donovan Mitchell saga. It seems like the league is in a holding pattern. And if one of those deals does go down, you mentioned Derrick Rose as a name the Mavs could could get in on. What would the Mavs have to give up in order to get a Derrick Rose, you think? We wouldn't go f- you know, first-round pick probably for him because he's essentially an expiring deal with a team option in that second year. Is it multiple seconds going forward? Is it... I don't know. We'll flip you, Josh Green. Like I don't know. I don't know what you would have to give up. And then you also have to make the money work. Is it just Dwight Powell and Josh Green for Derrick Rose, and that makes it work? Yeah, I think that would be the route if it happens with Dallas. I think that would be the route because you have to ask yourself, what does Utah want? Like they don't. They don't have a use for a Derrick Rose, especially if they still have Conley and some of these guys. So it's like, all right, if they flip him now instead of like they could just hold on to him and say, hey. We'll play you, and then halfway through the season, there'll be some playoff team that will give us a first round, some the, late first for him. The OKC special. <laughs> yeah, the OKC special. And so, or what's the incentive for him to do it now? And it's like, all right, we flip him to Dallas. You get you know a vet in Dwight Powell. You get a flyer, Josh Green, whatever. So I think that's the route. I just, I think it's too rich for me to give up a first, and that's just where I'm at with that. I mean, there's still all the Utah guys. We're still really interested in those dudes. They're probably trying to figure out what their future is too right now. Yeah. Um, is there a world Dallas could get Caruso? Alex Caruso? Yeah. Wait, who Who's going to the Bulls? I just I thought about it more the other day whenever I, I uh, listened a little bit of him on uh, JJ Reddick's pod, and he was like talking about Dallas as like kind of a sleeper team. And I was like, you know – we've been talking about Kobe white the whole time about being the odd man out. Cause it's like, if they legitimately promised Dragic 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah. Do you know if the Mavs were interested in drag? Anyway, the, they have to figure out something in their backcourt. And I'm like, even though they're, they're not going to trade Caruso. He played great for him. He's great defensively. It's like, man, he would be great in Dallas but <laughs> either of those guys Caruso Lonzo like e- either of those guys would be great that the Bulls are just hoping that those two guys will be healthy at any point in the, in the year next year for them to actually still be good I don't yeah. think I don't think they'd get rid of him in any way because he's just so crucial to what made them good defensively last you'd year. give up a first for him right oh yeah yeah me too yeah I think I, would. I mean I'd put some protections on it but I would though the thing the thing about him though is he's 28 What's his deal? He's got like, what's his deal? He's bald. <laughs> what's his what's his deal? He's got this year and then two more years at like nine nine point nine and a half and like almost ten million over the next three years, all guaranteed. Yeah. Like yeah, I I give up a first for that. 
The problem, the other problem with giving up first for like a Derrick Rose or an Alex Caruso or even a Bogdanovich or whoever else is going to become available is that's less first you can give to any kind of future deal for a star. And that's where the Mavericks still find themselves. Like, yeah, it'd be great to get one more role player, but, and to make this roster better, but wouldn't you rather save those first for a big swing? Because they have to make one. We've gone over several times this offseason. They have to make a big swing and they they're set up for one. This this season, they they'd be better set up for one if Kinda, Brunson, yeah. if Brunson had stayed. But they still will have more picks available to them. They have the Christian Wood expiring deal. They have you know Dinwiddie. Like they have a, a couple contracts and things that they can start throwing together. They got like young sweeteners and like Josh Green and Hardy. I guess if you want to mm-hmm. like like squint, <laughs> I guess and look at that. But <laughs> but they have some of these pieces that they could could package together to make. Uh, and it it doesn't look like some of these teams even want players like. Do the Jazz really are the Jazz really interested in all the players that they got for Rudy Gobert? Like, no, like Probably it's about not. it's about picks, and so don't throw away those picks on some of these like role players that will just come in and play a role. Like, yeah, that'd be great. The Mavs have role players. Let's let's get you know let's get a real star, like a real second star yeah. with some of these picks going forward. So that's why I'm I'm always wary about giving up those picks. I'm with you because I think that's the main goal. I go back to that you know that um. I guess was a Q and A we did a while back. I was like, "What's the, you know, what's the main goal? If you were running the Mavs right now, what's the main goal for the next three years?" And it's yeah. like my answer to that was, "You find the second guy." They tried to do it with KT, it. it didn't work, but you got to go find number two at some point soon. And it's not Christian Wood, I don't think. It's not Tinwitty, and it wasn't even well, Brunson. I don't even think it was Brunson, right? Like you're talking but, but about Brunson. A, yeah, you're talking about a player on an even higher level than that. But that that was the whole that was what made the Brunson thing sting a little bit more for me was yeah and I mean he sniffed this out too obviously was he was going to be the centerpiece of it of you bring back Brunson all right now you have a he's not a centerpiece like young star star but it's like you at least have a young centerpiece guy who played big minutes in the playoffs that has upside that you're like other teams like the Knicks who just made all this, you know, moved heaven and earth to get him that you find one team to fall in love with him. Then you have him as the centerpiece. You have Brunson. I mean, you have the picks, you have the expirings, you have all the recipe to go chase a number two, get ready for the Knicks to make a trade for Donovan Mitchell, get ousted in the first round, like really bad. And then trade, trade Jalen Brunson for us for like another player next yeah. offseason get it's ready like brunson for, brunson for Aiden or something get ready for that get, get ready for that whole thing to go off um well, let's talk about lebron lebron signs a, a two-year extension becomes the highest paid player in nba history until like kevin Durant signs his whatever next deal he's gonna get and uh and signs two more years with la um my take on this you may you may be surprised to hear this my take on locked on nba Whoa. on this was i don't think he should have signed it <laughs> Because how good the team is? Because he's he's making such a commitment and such a bet on Anthony Davis. Because what else is on this roster? Like they have these two picks that people are talking about. Will they give up these two picks for Kyrie? Are twenty twenty seven and twenty twenty nine? You're talking about like so far in the future. These picks that they can trade if they use them now, then they, then they won't be able to use picks for the rest of LeBron's career, basically, except for on the day of the draft every other year, and. Anthony Davis is the one thing on that team where you're looking and saying, okay, that's something. And it is, he is something. He's just got to play. And I'm like, if I'm LeBron and my whole goal is to either match Michael or or get to Michael's level as far as titles go, like, you're not. I don't know if you're doing it with this roster the way that it is. No, not the way it is. I mean, yeah, just wait until they trade AD and then you'll be fine. For what? Like, 
I don't know what his trade value is, but the the surprising part to me was I was listening to uh, McMahon, uh, Windhorse, Bontemps on um, Windhorse's pod, and <laughs> why would they do that? But Bontemps brought up a point. I think he tweeted about it too. It was like with LeBron signing it like he did now, it takes away their their possibility of having a max like slot next summer. And I thought that was like really intriguing. And he he made it seem he was like, listen, they have to trade Westbrook now more than ever. They do. Because there's just no other way around it. And so now I'm just, which I didn't think they were going to bring it back anyway. But I'm really curious of either LeBron has just big time belief in the Lakers and he knows something's coming or maybe he just doesn't care. And he's like, listen, I'm living in L.A., (laughs) Some dumb people out there think I'm a goat and it's like, I'm let me just live my life. And it is really cool. I mean, obviously his son's are, coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, see what happens to Bronny and you know, his younger son and, and all of that. But I don't know. Lakers are the Lakers. I just love seeing the Lakers suck. So as much <laughs> as they can suck, I'm down. Interesting. Well, they at least have LeBron for a couple more years. And by the way, LeBron right now is the same age as Kobe during his last season in the NBA. That's wild. I know that's blowing my mind right now. Well, you know, Kobe put up 60 in his last game. So, well, LeBron almost led the league in scoring last year. So it's wild to see where they are at this point in their career. I will but. say McMahon on that same pod throughout the possibility of them. He's like, you know, they could always flip Russ to another team for like a couple of like longer term contracts instead of giving up their picks. And I was like, Oh wow. I don't know what, what team out there would have what some team longer- has those a couple shooters. Maybe you want a couple shooters, a, a Latvian laser and maybe a, the son of a hall of famer. <laughs> uh, all right, coming up, let's talk about Goran Dragic a little bit because it's going to come up in Eurobasket over the next yeah, couple of weeks. People will talk more and more. We saw it over the weekend when they played Serbia and when in, in Croatia, right? The other day, uh, let's talk about Goran Dragic. Do the, are the Mavericks making – will they really regret this, and what does it actually mean? What should you know as you're seeing all this Dragic talk over the next couple of weeks re-come back? All right, Isaac Harris. Over the next couple of weeks, going into September and then some, Eurobasket will start. We're really excited for it. Uh, I'll flash up. This is our, Slovenia, our Lockdown Mavs Slovenia logo again. Look at that. Look at that. Wow. Ah, I'm out Slovenia. We will cover it for sure on this show. I, I covered the Serbia game, which was awesome. An overtime game, Luka versus Jokic. And Dragic is on the team. And he decided to come back. He decided to play. It was like it was, it was in question at some point if he would come back for this. He is going to come back and play next to Luka. And he looks great. He looks great in these matches where he's next to Luka and he puts up like 19, 15, like 16 like points every single time. And it just looks like he's he's great in these matchups. And one thing I want to talk about in this is that, okay, yes, the, did the Mavs pass him up? Did the Mavs just completely turn a blind eye to him and say, hey, we don't want you, we don't need you? No. They didn't, right? Like, let's not pretend the <clears throat> Mavericks just completely didn't even talk to Dragic about any of this. Because we know that they did. We know they at least offered him something. On, they were on interested, him. yeah. On his end, he said that they offered him like a, you know, we play once every five days kind of situation. But hey, guess what? That's what he's going to do in Eurobasket is play like once every five days or so and look really awesome because that's where he is at this point in his career. And the Bulls apparently were going to offer him a 20 minute a night thing that the Mavericks they weren't, weren't going to offer him. 
they did offer it to him and uh you know as far as chicago did but no i, I laughed you know I, I saw it and i'm like yeah Dragic is he just did a wind horse slide back into the camera <laughs> like <laughs> no but it's like my dog out this is going to be the most annoying thing during Eurobasket. It's yes. like anytime Dragic hits a hits a shot, who can fire off the tweet? <laughs> Were the Mavs even interested? They left. They just said no to this. Guy. How like, could the Mavs guy. not even offer him? It's like okay, well they they did. Like let, let's be real about the about facts here and about what happened. And, and I'm and the thing is, I'm with a lot of these people. Like yes. I wanted him in Dallas. Same. I think he would have been great in Dallas. Still. I would love to see him in Luca and all of that. But. One, Dallas was interested. They were just interested in him being the Trey Burke role and not the six man role. And that's the difference of that, of like, hey, they they probably had their sights and still have their sights set on somebody better out there, whoever it is. Let's say a Clarkson or a Conley or whoever it is that they think could be better in that six man, that third ball handler off the bench. And they're like, hey, Dragic, like we're interested in you, but not in the six man role, like some, something like that Trey Burke type of role. And it's like, he's 37. So, or, or even how about they just didn't guarantee him that he could play 20 minutes a night. And it was like, Hey, we think that you could play, you know, we, we can't give you any guarantee of like minutes on this team. We can't give you a guarantee of, of starts or anything like that on this team, because we got a lot of guards. We got a lot of scorers on this team. We think we're going to get another one who, in whatever happens in this fallout of the Mitchell and the Durant trades, and we can't offer you anything. And so he went to the media and was like, "Hey, they told me I was a f- every five days player." When that was maybe like their their like their higher like yeah. evaluation of it, or they're like, "Hey, we think you could play like every one to you know three, maybe five days or so," and like we think that could be a really high impact role for you because of where you are in your career, your age, and all that. And and yeah, it's just this stuff is just going to keep coming up every time he looks good in Eurobasket, and he's going to because he plays next to Luca and looks great and looks yeah. and looks. Also, looks great against the competition. Let's not forget that this is not NBA competition all the time. They're really there's really good players on these teams, but they're not all NBA players. And uh the Mavericks did offer him and the Mavericks were interested in him. If the Mavericks go and get Conley, then this then you forget all about all this Dragic stuff, right? Because that, well, that I think it, completely replaces know, that role. Then you know who to debate though. And then then yes, you'll yeah, that's right. the, that's who you'll yeah. be like watching of like, let's just full circle back to the Derrick Rose thing. If they did you know Dwight three teamer? You know the whole Mitchell Knicks thing happens, and they reroute Rose, and it's like Dwight Josh Green for Derrick Rose. Then you can debate: Would you rather, yeah, have Goran Dragic for this? You know, the vet minimum, or Dwight and Josh for Derrick Rose? And you're like trying to debate that. Then you'll have something to debate. Right now, it's easy just to be like, hey, or if they go into, can't believe they didn't do it. Yeah, or or if they legitimately start the season and it's it's just Frank or it's just Josh and there's like really as, no backup the point third guard. Ball handler, yeah. Like if they then it's like, all right, this doesn't make any sense. Like <laughs> to me, I, I just don't I don't I love Frank. I don't buy the he's our backup point guard stuff. No. Josh, cool. I just don't I just still don't buy that this is the roster that they're taking into, you know, the preseason regular season. Yeah, and so but. and so we'll see if they make another another move, but it was not. It, uh, we hope it was not Dragic or nothing. Because I, I love the is, pe- the people in the comments right now. They're like, "How are we talking about Dragic again?" Well, it's because like, it's going to get guys, brought up again. I know. I was like, "It's not going away." Now that he's back playing for Slovenia, and 
we're about to have a lot of fun with that, right? I mean, they're about to start this thing up in September. We've seen some of the friendlies lately. It's just, I'm like, thank God this is happening because we need some basketball. It's so good to see Luka Doncic on our TVs mm. again. And I mean, are, is this what you're putting your money down on? Is this the shot that he's working Luka's on? Luka's hook shot? That's, I'm yeah. putting it down. I'm, that's the Cuban said that Luka is going to pull out a new move next season. It's the hook shot. He's done one in like That was with Taylor Ro- Rooks, right? Yes. Yeah. Or somewhere. I don't know. Cuban does a lot of media. <laughs> he does. Yeah. But no, I the hook shot would be so much fun. And I've obviously seen some of that. And it's I just love seeing Luca be so happy playing with Slovenia. And, that's, and I just love watching that team. That that Olympic run was a lot of fun for us uh, to cover and watch that. And just seeing some of the similar players out there. Um, I forget. And y'all can tell me in the comments. I know you will. Who's the little guard that comes off the screens and just like, I mean, he's, he's like their kind of mini JJ Redick. Oh, Preplovich, Clement Preplovich. He, I love watching this dude play. He, I swear he catches it and he's like jumping before he's even like facing <laughs> the basket. And, Number uh, seven, right? I, uh, I don't know. Maybe we're yeah, talking about different guys. I thought seven is a little bigger, but anyway, I'm, I'm really excited to see them play. It should be a blast. We're all, we're all in, and we'll know the names. <laughs> will we? No. <laughs> we will. We'll know the names. So there you go. That's what's going on with the Mavs. We will continue to cover five days a week. Tomorrow we will be getting into our. We're back to our tiers. We're we're ranking tier Tuesday. Stuff. We're back to tiers. Tier Tuesday. We'll do what if on Wednesday. Can I give if- a shout out to the people who say when we we're breaking out all these different topics or even today's pod? I love the people who say must be the off season. Heck yeah, it is. This is what we freaking do in the off season. When we do a pod freaking five days a week, yes, we're going to talk about random stuff. So when's the last time the Mavs made a move? Also, let me give you, let me give this pitch to anyone still listening. The uh-huh. Dallas Wings just won their first playoff game since they became the Dallas Wings back in Uh-oh. like 2017, 2016, and they play a home game on Wednesday. If you if you can and are interested to go to that game, please do. I will be there, and uh, it will be an incredible game to go to it's their first home playoff game that they've had since being here it's going to be awesome it's going to be satu sabli is back arike is probably not going to be back but the team has been awesome to watch so that's my pitch i'll probably make it again tomorrow guys thanks baby thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps peace out boom